it's Friday, December 24th. I'm Daniel Williams, and this is the MGMA Week in Review, where each week we bring you some of the most important, interesting, and inspiring stories happening in healthcare leadership and medical practices today. We begin this week with the MGMA STAT 2021 Year in Review, Weary and Ready. While medical practices are battle-tested and demonstrated their mettle during the most difficult times, the COVID-19 pandemic also brought to light their deficiencies. Though disruptive remnants of 2020, including virtual care, competency, searches for personal protective equipment, and patient access issues carried over into 2021, practices were better equipped to handle these strains. Throughout 2021, MGMA STAT, a weekly national poll of healthcare leaders on medical practice management topics, continued to take the pulse of the healthcare industry on crucial issues. As COVID-19 vaccines were rolled out in early 2021, practices took a hard look at vaccine requirements for their employees. In addition, staffing, practice culture, and financial recovery were key areas of importance for practices. Much like 2020, 2021 provided ample opportunity for practices to learn and grow from the day-to-day and long-term challenges they faced. Many practices have learned that they can get by with less, and it will be important to continue to do so as we face challenges of new requirements and patient expectations said Sheena Scott, an MBA in FACMPE, as well as an MGMA consultant. As Scott looked into a crystal ball for 2022, she added that recruiting and retaining top talent in this tight labor market goes way beyond offering competitive compensation, offering flexible flexibility wherever possible in scheduling, compensation, and benefits, is clearly a winning strategy. Setting clear expectations and making sure your employees feel supported is particularly important for millennials who now make up most of the workforce. Scott added that social interactions are important to younger generations. Unlike older workers who tend to separate work and private life, younger generations tend to see it as more of a continuum. Fostering a culture that feels like a family as opposed to a workforce, creates loyalty and enhances job satisfaction. You can read the entire report that MGMA Stat put together. I'll provide a link for you in the episode show notes. Also, if you would like to become part of the healthcare discussion in 2022, sign up for MGMA Stat and make your voice heard in our weekly polls. You can sign up by texting STAT to 33550, or you can visit mgma.com slash stat. Polls will be sent to your phone via text message. Our next article looks at hospitals and elective surgeries. This article comes from Healthcare Dive. Hospitals across the U.S. are again suspending non-urgent surgeries in response to a steep rise in COVID-19 cases in order to make room for patients in need of care most immediately. 
Recently, the Cleveland Clinic extended a halt on non-essential procedures, the latest among a growing number of systems to take such measures as hospital beds fill quickly. Intermountain Healthcare warned in a press briefing that its ICUs are near full capacity. Three major healthcare associations, along with the Centers for D Disease Control and Prevention, reiterated pleas for all eligible Americans to get vaccinations and booster shots to protect themselves and their communities as families and friends gather for the holidays. For nearly two years, our nation's physicians, nurses, and other healthcare professionals have seen firsthand the tragic impact of COVID-19 on the patients and colleagues they have lost, as well as those suffering from the virus's long-term effects and the families and loved ones left behind. For people trained to save lives, this moment is frustrating, exhausting, and heartbreaking. The American Hospital Association, American Medical Association, and American Nurses Association said in a joint statement. The AHA, AMA, and ANA emphasize that science has shown that getting a booster shot lowers the chance of contracting COVID-19. Underscoring the heightened risk of disease spread, Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert, told NBC's Meet the Press that the Omicron variant is raging through the world. The swift spread of Omicron comes just as U.S. hospitals were experiencing an uptick in elective procedures, with rates of new COVID-19 cases slowing in October before they quickly regain momentum. Across the country, 79% of ICU beds are now in use, according to an HHS dashboard. To keep up with the latest news, and particularly the latest regulatory and advocacy news, go to mgma.com advocacy. I'll leave you this week with an article on how to become a better listener. This article first appeared in the Harvard Business Review. Listening is a skill that's vitally important, sadly undertaught, and physically and mentally taxing. In the aftermath of COVID-19, particularly with the shift to remote work and the red-hot job market, it's never been more important or more difficult for leaders to be good listeners. While listening is a skill universally lauded, it's rarely, if ever, explicitly taught outside of training for therapists. A 2015 study showed that while 78% of accredited undergraduate business schools list presenting as a learning goal, only 11% identified listening. But listening well is the kind of skill that benefits from not just teaching, but coaching. Ongoing specialized instruction from someone who knows your personal strengths, weaknesses, and most importantly, habits. A participant in any conversation has two goals. First, to understand what the other person is communicating, both the overt meaning and the emotion behind it. And second, to convey interest, engagement, and caring to the other person. Their second goal is not merely for the sake of kindness, which would be reason enough. If people do not feel listened to, they will cease to share information. This is active listening, and it has three aspects. Cognitive, 
which is paying attention to all the information, both explicit and implicit, that you are receiving from the other person. You're comprehending and integrating that information. There's also emotional. This is staying calm and compassionate during the conversation, including managing any emotional reactions, which might be annoyance or boredom that you might experience. And third is behavioral, conveying interest and comprehension verbally and non-verbally. Getting good at active listening is a lifetime endeavor. And here's a cheat sheet for some helpful tips. First, you can repeat people's last few words back to them. Second, don't put it in your own words unless you need to. Third, offer nonverbal cues that you're listening, but only if it comes naturally to you. Four, pay attention to nonverbal cues. And five, ask more questions than you think you need to. This both improves the other person's experience of feeling listened to, and it ensures that you fully understand their message and can serve as a prompt to make sure important details aren't overlooked. Keep up with the latest industry news by subscribing to the MGMA Insights Newsletter at mgma.com slash insights newsletter. And as a reminder, if you wanna become part of the healthcare discussion, you can join the MGMA STAT panel by texting STAT to 33550. This has been the MGMA Week in Review. I'm Daniel Williams. Thanks and have a great weekend.